This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Masters of Mixology. If you've been to Segerfield in the past few seasons, then you've seen Gus and his troop of bartenders serving fans all over the stadium. Well, they all work for the same company, and man, is it a cool one. Masters of Mixology are an everything-you-need, on-the-go bartender service. If you have a party or an event coming up, the Masters of Mixology will bring the bar, the bartender, and the supplies to you. All you need to do is bring the guests and have a good time. They pride themselves in their hospitality and their commitment to excellence in all things from curated cocktails and wine tastings to classroom-style events and a more personalized experience for you and your guest. Also, they offer short-term staffing solutions for understaffed restaurants and bars with a massive knowledge base of classic cocktails. So next time you have a need for a well-shaken cocktail, then don't just hire a bartender, hire a master of mixology. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Next In Line podcast brought to you by the RFK Refugees Sports Network. Well, it's a bummer of a week. Um, almost thought about writing an article and not even doing an episode this week, but, uh, you know, well, I'll go after it. Uh, you know, everybody knows the, the result of the Indy 11 game, um, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, it's it was a it, I can't say it's a must win, right? We're we're six points uh, out of the playoff final playoff spot, and, and and not in a pretty way because goal differential. So you could argue we're seven points out of a playoff spot, and there's uh, eighteen or sixteen or so eighteen points I think currently available to us with six matches left in the season. So um, not a must win. You can't say it's a must win, but I I think that the majority of the pundits around the league have written Loudon United at this point out of the script for a postseason um, or out of the postseason script. I don't know if you want to say it like that, but um, doesn't mean we're out of it completely, but uh, it's not looking good. So if you're tuning into this episode and you didn't know that, then I'm sorry to break the news. Indy 11, um, start off with lineup changes like like always. Uh, lots and lots of lineup changes. Uh, notably, most of all, probably all the names that didn't travel with the team or at least didn't make it on the game uh, game day roster. Uh, so no Zach Ryan up top think that his performance recently has been kind of indicating that either maybe he's nursing an injury or that he just it, it needs a rest or something is going on. So uh, understandable right there. Um, no Wes Leggett either, though, up top or on the bench. Either of them, both of them not even on the bench. Um, other notable names, Abdul Zane has been pretty much everywhere as a staple for our team. Hasn't been play- not been playing or did not travel um, since his injury last week against Sacramento. Uh, assuming he is actually injured, maybe gone for the season. Uh, no clue where Nelson Martinez is. No clue where Jake Morris is. He's probably injured too. We saw Matai Akinboni come off the bench against Sacramento. No clue where he is. Um, I don't know. This was a pretty critical match. I don't understand all of the, the omissions, but I- I'm sure they're due to injuries. I'm sure they're due to personal reasons or something like that. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's see here. Aiden Rocha starting out at right wing. Um, he's now played everywhere on the field, obviously. Not actually, but uh, is definitely one of the more versatile players in the entire league. Um, you know, the, the lack of names on the bench meant that both uh, Isaac Espinal and Brian Chavez, uh, attacking mid and Espinal's traditional right winger, uh, were both the only available attacking options to come off the bench. Kawanda was back at left back, where he has not played strong, um, despite, uh, you know, solid performance. We'll get into that. Um... Uh, Harvey Neville 
uh, debuted at, at right back uh, in Koa's spot. And uh, yeah, without giving away too much of, of, of the, the results, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, starting with the good, Tommy Williamson, brilliant strike in the first 40 seconds, maybe the fastest goal in Loudoun United history. Um, not sure about that, but it has to be, right? Giannis Learman had a solid outing um, on the night. I think he had uh, a good number of uh, interceptions and, and, and overall just a, a solid, solid performance. Um, uh, despite, I mean, obviously the, the final scoreline, I think it's a nine clearances, one interception, excuse me, six recoveries, 88% pass accuracy. Um, and he had seven out of nine completed long balls, five of which were into the final third. And the final result is just rude to defenders and goalkeepers sometimes. And, and he actually, I think, had a uh, solid, solid outing. Uh, getting from the good into the bad, uh, Nanana Salandri, you want to call this an ugly, but it's, it's, it's a bad because of you know, his consistency. So it, part of his consistency is that he gets yellow cards. He gets in the book. And now he has the most yellow cards in the league for any player um, at 11. Uh, but he also con- continues to have consistency um, in our midfield as, as, a, as a player. He's, he continues to be our saving grace. Um, the bat also, Aiden Rocha is not an attacking player. I, I think he was a little bit lost out there on the wing. Um, maybe he was swinging inward and swapping with Nanan Hassan Landry a little bit. Landry kind of out, out, outside at times in a couple of opportunities, which got him in trouble, um, most notably on that yellow card. I'm not sure. He didn't really seem to be a part of any of the the significant attacking um, plays. I mean, the goal that obviously he was up there uh, with, with Tommy, but it wasn't really creating an, an avenue or an opportunity for for Tommy. Um, wasn't drawing attackers. I mean, and, and when 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 Indy was on the ball, he was pretty far back. Uh, you know, in, in more of a comfortable spot where he's used to being. You know, uh, pretty sitting pretty deep. You know, and then you get into the ugly. Um, First off is uh, the, the Freudian slip by the announcer calling us DC United when Tommy scored the goal. Uh, oops. Then you get into uh, Abdul Kawanda's performance, uh, you know, maybe his best performance of the season against Sacramento and, and in midfield, and then a not very good one at left back, uh, a position where he's consistently struggled. Uh, an odd choice. I think that Chica maybe was earned a spot to, to get his opportunity at fullback. Um, I, I think that uh, Rocha would have been better uh, also, already we know when he's available. It, it just didn't make a whole ton of sense. Maybe even Espinal get a start out at right wing. I, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't like it. But pretty much every opportunity of the night by uh, Indy came on our left, their right. Um, that was obviously their attack plan was to, to go after that, that fullback position. Uh, and they did it. They did it well. Um Oh, I have to mention also. Did I mention? Yeah, the the new newcomer Harvey Neville started out on the right wing, right right back position in Koa spot. Yeah, but I, I don't have a lot to say. It wasn't a great performance. wasn't a bad performance. Um, uh, I think he was watching a bit, but that may be because he's learning the tactics and stuff, and we're kind of in a desperate position. So, uh, the the verdict is still out on on his level of contribution. But, um, yeah, once Sebastian Guanzati came on in in the second half, Abdul Kawanda was just absolutely getting murdered um he, he's got a ton of, of successful tackles per 90 uh, i think 2.2 is like second top top 10 in the league but but kawanda was kind of just left out there on an island oftentimes to, to just kind of fend off attacking players on his own um so yeah i mean the narrative is the same over and over and over again you know we kind of lack the mentality and the depth to hold on to games we kind of lack the the finishing to get back into them and, and our tactics are just sound but eventually the mistakes pile up and we dig ourselves into a hole um, similar to San Diego, this was three points in the bag that we had. Um, 
if you do the math, that's three plus three. Then we're tied on points with Detroit in eighth place. Um, there's probably 12 or more points this season where this has been the, the case, where we've had them in the bag and we have just squandered them away. Um, you know, which the funny thing is that 12 points, if that were the case, and I'm not going to add them up, doesn't matter, it didn't happen. But if, if we did get 12 points, that is the difference between us comfortably being in seventh place and, and booking a playoff spot in the next few weeks to where we are now in second to last place, uh, you know, above above Hartford. Um, you got to call it a bad performance. I think overall, statistically, it doesn't, doesn't say it's a bad performance, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, this is not FIFA. These players have, you know, they've got, emotions they have men mentality you know there's a lot of things that go into play that aren't just numbers and the numbers weren't terrible but the performance and the the, the end result was terrible and and so it's it's a sad sad and rough uh rough finish for what i thought was hopeful um for uh the the red and white so then up up next what do we have uh we have maybe the best team in the league is pittsburgh riverhounds starting off a bit um, a bit rough in the beginning, but in the first few matches, but ever since then they've been pretty much the best team or the team to beat in the league. Sit comfortably atop the Eastern Conference with Rowdies four points behind them. Notably, they have three games in hand on Pittsburgh, though. But um, uh, the Riverhounds have beaten us 11 times. We've beaten them once, and we've never drawn them, which is good because we cannot draw them. These are we're in that like got to get three points time section of the season uh, as things are kind of dwindling down. Um, yeah, they have the league leader tied right now with 14 goals, Albert Dequa. Um, the league leader for big chances created, which is Canardo Forbes, with 12 big chances created. And the second highest player rating in successful tackles per 90 minutes, which is Trevor Schweitzlut. I'm not going to I'm gonna mess that one up. Um, with 2.3 per 90. Uh, Goalkeeping has kind of been up and down for them, other than a brief period of, of excellence when Luis Amudio came there and just bagged uh, clean sheet after clean sheet. But as of me... You know, saying all of this, they are currently in the number one spot for clean sheets in the league. I think eleven or twelve. Um, so uh, you know, outside of Dequa, they're not scoring a ton. But Forbes, Rivera, and Biasi are all bagging assists left and right. And then uh, defender Arturo Ordonez uh, is another name to watch for because he's been kind of a staple of their backline performing. Uh, just solid performance after solid performance in recent weeks. So, you know, this is this is a game that I expect Pittsburgh to come out and, and knock some goals in front of a home crowd uh, where they don't have to travel. You know, we do. It's also a close match. You, you kind of hope that you get a bit of a contingent coming out there, but um, it's hard to motivate folks. I mean, to get out and after, uh, you know, away matches when when we're, the performances are the way that they are. Um I would say that if Loudon gets three points in this match, it would shock the entire league. But it's not—it's never impossible. I'm just, just gonna warn you. Um, don't go into it too, uh, too hurt if if Loudon uh, loses four-one. But um, hopefully they don't. And uh, yeah, it's an easy one this week. This is a nice, quick episode. Not a lot to say. Not a lot that I want to say. Um, so hopefully we got more good coming down the pike for the next go round. So that's all I've got for you folks today. Uh, thanks for tuning in as always. And uh, yeah, until next time. Out here.